Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. I want all of us to understand this, that none of us are the exception to this rule. None of us are the exception to this message. We don't age out of this message. We haven't come to a stage where we're mature enough to, to, to that these truths and these principles don't apply to us. We are not the exception to the rule. So today I want to talk to you about friends and lip gloss. Friends and lip gloss. Um, and as we jump in, I want to talk to you today about your friends. I want to talk to you about your friendships, your buddies, your pals, your circle, your tribe, your girls, your boys, whatever you call them. I want us to talk about this because many of us assume and we think this, well, it, 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 who I hang out with isn't. It's not that big of a deal, right? Who my friends are isn't that big of a deal, but it is a huge deal. And here's what I want us to understand today. Here's what I want us to know is that your circle of friends have a huge impact on your life and the direction it will go. Your friends, your circle of friends, right? Go back to meet the parents, the circle of trust. Your circle of friends will have a huge impact on your life and the direction it will go. And here's why I say that. It's because your circle of friends have more influence on you than anyone else. Teenagers, college students, all my singles here, your friends have more influence on you now because you willingly hang out with them instead of your parents, right? Like you actually listen to them instead of your parents. You open up to them. You, you, you share your dreams. You share your, share your frustrations. You share, you know, you talk about people with your friends. I, and we know we should. That's called gossip, right? But we still do. Let's be honest, right? We're like, yeah, I do. Um, um, we, we, we do these things, and as a result, they influence us. And your friends are going someplace, and wherever they go, you're going with them. Adults, your friends have influence on you. Married couples, your friends have influence on you. And here's the great news about this today, is that you get to pick your friends. When you turn 10 years old, something magically happens. Your mom stops making you hang out with Susie, and you get to start picking your own friends. You didn't like Susie from age two to nine, right? Now you don't have, like, like at some point, parents, we can't keep picking our friends. You get to pick your friends. Married couples, all the men here, your wife still picks all your friends, there's a little bit of truth there, but like, no, we're not gonna hang out with them, right? But, but you pick your friends, and here's why you and I need to be very careful about who we pick. It's found in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 20. It says this, whoever walks with the wise, the result is you become wise, right? There's an effect your company has on you, your friends have on you. The people you surround yourself with have on you. If you walk with the wise, you become wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. And there's this, Solomon's given us this warning, right? 
He's saying, hey, there's this great benefit if you choose wisely, but if you choose poorly, there is a effect, there is a detriment that it will have on you. But the companion of fools suffers harm. How many of you have ever used Tide Pods? You've used these in your washing machines. Um, they kind of look like candy. Let's see if I can open one of these bad boys up. Um, I forgot this illustration in my last service. So um, we're not gonna open this up because you must be over the age of 12 to figure it out. So I probably need a mom up here to help me with this. Um, yeah, we're just not gonna use that. Um, so. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> now I got to pick it up because I got to use it. Um, there's, there's a warning label right here on it that says, harmful if put in mouth or swallowed, eye irritant. And some of you are going, really, you got to tell people not to eat Tide Pods. But, but here's the part. It looks like candy. And I'm going to make a really honest confession. I would have been a Tide Pod eater. I would have been... <laughs> The kid that eats this. And this is why I, I say that, right? This is why I say that. Is that, I think they're smelling now. Um, is that when I was growing up, I was the baby of the family. I have an older sister, her name's Stephanie. And anytime she got a certain type of lip gloss, and it was this kind of lip gloss. And I'm about to take some of you ladies back, way back in a day. Um, I think we've got a picture of it. If we've got it, can you put it up there real quick? Oh, Yeah. Some, some of you ladies are like, oh, I love that stuff, right? Anytime, anytime my sister would get this, okay, I would sneak into her room and I'd eat it. <laughs> I, I'm gonna tell you, wild cherry tastes okay, but watermelon, watermelon, my mouth's watering right now. I'm like having to suck my spit down, like, right? I'm being for real, because it was delicious. And I would come in, I'm, I'm like this, like just eating it, right? And my sister would come in, she would lose it, she would cry, she'd start yelling at me, my parents would come in, start yelling at me, like crying, and I look like Smeagol over there, just like, like my lips are wet, I'm like, my precious, you know, and I'm just like, ah, and I am just holding it away from them. I'm like, <laughs> stuff gave me diarrhea for a week. And I gotta tell you, I. No regrets, hashtag worth it, right? Like, this stuff's delicious. Casey had some, I'd probably eat it a little bit. I'm just being honest. Like, yeah, I see it. I see the appeal. That's why I would be a Tide Pod kill, a, a eater. I, w- I would eat this stuff. I'm just telling you, when I was a kid, it would have been me. And, and something so beneficial can be a detriment if it's not handled correctly. Right, and the same thing is true when it comes to your friendships. Who you pick as your friend, man, it can be this huge beneficial thing just like this, but also there's a warning that the Bible gives us when it comes to our friendships. And so today, I have five points, how's that? So we're gonna move quick. I got a lot of really good sleep last night, so I am hyped and I'm ready. And so I wanna give you two warning labels when it comes to our friendships, and then we're gonna switch and talk about three characteristics, habits, um, effects of Christ-centered friendships. But the two warning labels I wanna give you when it comes to friendship is this. The first one is this. Understand, access to your life equals influence over your life. Access to your life, who you give access to equals influence over your life. If you're single in this place, your friends probably have more access 
They know, they know, they know, they know. Ladies, your friends know what you're looking for in a man. They get it. They know what your wedding is going to look like and what it's all, they, they get it. You have your folder that you don't ever show a guy until it gets serious. Don't even show them when it gets serious. Show them two days before your wedding. Here's my wedding planner. I'm like, you will freak him out. But as a result, your friends have access to your life. They know your dreams. They know your struggles. They know when you're having good days and bad days. And as people have more access to your life, they have more influence to your life. Grown adults, the people you give access to have influence over you, right? Your moms used to say this. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Can I tell you, it's true. Show me your friends and I will show you your future because you become who you hang with, right? You become like your friends. And don't give me this. Well, well, I'm just, I'm just there to influence them. That is so dumb. No, you're not. Well, I'm just, I'm an influencer. No, you're an idiot, right? Like, let's just, <laughs> you're not, you're not. I'm always the influencer wherever I go. No, you are not. Like somebody needs to tell you you're not. So this is your moment. This is your sign. You're not, right? You're not exempt, <coughs> excuse me, from the, the truth of this moment. People that we are giving access to our life have influence on our life. In fact, it says this in Proverbs 27, verse 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens and influences another. And here's what I will tell you, and this is why this is such a big deal. Your friends will take you some direction, so you better like the direction where they are heading. They're, they're going a direction. Your crew, your group, your circle is going a direction. And if they're not going the direction you want to be going or that you should, right? It may not even be, it's not about want. Just because you can doesn't mean you should, right? That you should be going. It's time for you to find a new circle. It's fine, time for you to find some new boys, some new girls. And for all my married people here, if you and your spouse always fight when you come back from hanging out with a certain group of friends, it's time for you to find a new group of friends. Right? Well, well Justin, I've, I've known them right, but you made a covenant with this spouse. And it wasn't just to them, but it was to him. To make them the priority over everyone else. Right? To leave and to cleave. Right? And some of you, it's time for you to... If you're... It, Ooh, I didn't get this in first service. If you are married, listen to me. I don't care how many bachelorette parties you get to go to with your single girls to Vegas. You better conduct yourself different than all your single friends. Right? Men. Oh, well, it's just me and being one of the boys. We've been one of the boys. Right. It's time for you to grow up and be a man because you got married, so you got to conduct yourself different than the boys. Right? There's a difference and there's a moment. And who you give access to your life, hear me, they have influence over your life and you're not exempt from the rule. The second warning label I would give you is this, is that company determines character. Man, company determines character. You know this verse, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 33, do not be misled. Everybody say misled. Don't fool yourself. Don't be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. This word corrupt literally means destroy. Give me two seconds. 
<coughs> Ma'am, the company you choose determines the character you keep. Bad company doesn't just corrupt your character, it destroys it. Right? And man, understand, if you are constantly having to excuse the actions of the people you hang out with, you're, misle- you're fooling yourself. Ah, they're not that bad. If that's what you have to say about your friends, they're that bad. Just let's be honest. Right? You are misleading. If you're having to say, they're not that bad, they're, they've got a great heart inside, don't be misled. Bad company is corrupting. It's destroying your good character little by little. Right? I, I had a car battery. My first car, Ford Tempo, 1989. I gotta tell this story fast because it's not in my notes, so I'm gonna go. Um, and I had to change the battery out at college. I knew nothing about cars. I still know nothing about cars, but I learned a lesson a hard way. I grabbed this battery out. I went to a store, got a new battery, put the battery in. I put the wires on correctly. You think that's where it's going. But what I did with the old battery was sit it on my back seat. I didn't realize that battery acid would leak out. Some of you are like, you really are as stupid as you look. Yes, I am. Um, and so put it on the back seat. I'm driving around a couple of days, and then I go to put something in my back seat. I don't know why I left it, because I'm, I'm a college student. I wasn't thinking, right? I pull my battery off, and I'm like, the seat's wet. And I was like, huh, my hand's kind of burning a little bit, but weird, okay, whatever. Um, and it slowly but surely started dissolving my back seat of my Ford Tempo, Right? I didn't realize the effect it was gonna have, but it was constantly having an effect wherever it was sat. And can I tell you, your friends are having an effect on you. Don't mislead you. And it may not be overnight, but over time, they're corrupting the good character God wants you to have. And hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. It's really hard to do right when you're hanging with wrong. And it's really hard to do the right thing, the God thing, when you're hanging out with the wrong crowd and the wrong people going in the wrong Direction. So don't be misled. Don't think you're different. Bad company corrupts good character. The second thing is this. Your dating life. Second Corinthians talks about being unequally yoked. Your dating life, all you singles out there, all you people dating, I'll even throw the engaged couples people, right? Married people, it's too late. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> you, po- you picked poorly, right? Like, some of you are like, I did, um, but we'll get, we'll get to that in, in the fall. We're doing a marriage series in the fall, but who you date's a big deal. Parents, here's your amen moment. Who you date's a big deal. Yeah. I, I love the phrase, well, there's no good looking Christian guys. Because all the Christian guys are saying there's no good looking Christian girls. All right? And, and, and hear me, there's so much I have to stay on track right now. Who you date has influence over you. And the Bible's saying this, what, do, what business do darkness and light have? They don't have any business together, right? And you're not called to be in a relationship with an unbeliever. You're not, you're not, hey, hear me, you, you're gonna have friends that are unbelievers, that aren't Christians, but they better not be your circle of influence, or they better not be your, your, your boys, your circle of friends that you are doing life with, right? We're called to go out into the world and to be part of it, and we can have friends, but man, they better not be your influencing friends. They better not be your buddies. There's friends and there's buddies, and your buddies better be followers of Christ. But hear me, when it comes to dating, don't say, well, they're a Christian, when they're doing everything opposite of what Christ commands, 
right? Everybody's a Christian in Tulsa, right? Everybody's a Christian. Sure, okay, yeah, sure. What church do you go to? I, I could say, I know, none. shut up, shut up. <laughs> shut up, don't say it. Somebody said focus, I think. Got you. Here's what I will tell you, is that when it comes to your dating life, compromise is the first step to regret. Compromise is the first step to regret. And if you are doing things that are leading you farther away from Christ instead of closer to him, man, you're unequally yoked and you got no business being in a relationship right now. Like, let, let's really not mislead ourselves. Bad company always corrupts good character. So those are my two warning labels, but here's my three things, my three qualities, habits, and effects of Jesus-centered relationships. Our text is found in Mark chapter two, verse one through 12, and it says this, when Jesus returned to Capernaum several days later, the news spread quickly that he was back home. Soon the house where he was staying was so packed with visitors that there was no more room even outside the door. And while he was preaching God's word to them, four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd, so they dug a hole through the roof above his head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus. Seeing their faith, Jesus said to the paralyzed man, my child, your sins are forgiven. But some of the teachers of religious law who were sitting there thought to themselves, what is he saying? This is blasphemy. Only God can forgive sins. Jesus knew immediately that they were thinking what they were thinking, so he asked them, why do you question this in your hearts? Is it easier to say to the paralyzed man, your sins are forgiven, or stand up, pick up your mat, and walk? So I will prove to you that the Son of Man has the authority on earth to forgive sins. Then Jesus turned to the paralyzed man and said, stand up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man jumped up grabbed his mat and walked out through the stunned onlookers. They were all amazed and praised God, exclaiming, we've never seen anything like this before. There's three things I wanna give you about these four friends. I'm gonna talk about the four friends right now that brought this paralyzed man to a place where his life could be changed. The first thing is this, is that true Christ-centered relationships and friendships, they bring wisdom and truth instead of foolishness and flattery. They bring wisdom and truth instead of foolishness and flattery. Can I tell you, these friends didn't gather around their paralyzed buddy and say, you know what? I think if you just keep doing Pilates, you're gonna walk any day, right? Like I think if we just build your core strength that it's gonna, it's gonna get down there into the legs and you know, it's, it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. No, no, that, his situation wasn't good. And, and they weren't flattering him, they weren't giving him false hope. They're like, man, we gotta do something if your situation's gonna get better. And can I tell you, they, they did something that was wise and they did something that was truthful that brought change. You need to surround yourself with people, with friends, with Christ-centered friends who will speak wisdom and truth to you that care more about your feelings, right? They care more about you than your feelings. Because we have people that we don't want them to hurt our feelings, and so we continue into our dysfunction when we're never gonna get better and we're never gonna get out of our dysfunction and off our mat if we don't have some people come and speak truth in life, in love, and speak wisdom into us. The question is, are you opening your life up to others to speak wisdom to, to speak truth to? Or when your friends speak truth and they speak wisdom, do you get mad because you don't like it? 
Because that's what happens. Well, I never have anybody that speaks truth and wisdom. No, you do. It's just when they do, you get mad and you leave. You shut them off. You block them off. Can I tell you, every single one of us here, every single one of us watching online, you and I need correction in our life. You need correction in your life. Solomon said it this way. Never stop learning. Never stop getting a heart of wisdom. And you will be wise the rest of your life. How do you get wisdom? You surround yourself with other wise people. Walk with the wise and become wise. Are you letting wise people that you are surrounding yourself with speak truth to you? The other thing is they don't get lost in the moment, right? They don't get caught up in the moment. Can I tell you, I struggle being a person that gets caught up in the moment. Anybody else with me? Like you are, you are in the moment all the way. Like, like I, am, I put my phone away. I'm like, I'm, I'm here. I am in it. I'm ready. Let's do it. This past weekend, I took my oldest daughter, Charlie, to Texas A&M for her first college visit, right? I know, Kunkel right here. Something, wow, we got some Aggies here. I'm about to make you mad. So um, here we go. Um, but like we went in, the campus is ginormous. It's gorgeous. We're walking around the veterinarian school. It's, it's so, so impressive. Let me just say that. It is, it's gorgeous. And we're walking through and we're in the, uh, the veterinarian school and they've got a, like a whole place where you can buy merchandise. And I'm like, come on, Charlie, let's go. We're going to be Aggies, right? And all of a sudden it went from her to we, right? And I'm like, we're going to be Aggies. And she's like, dad, we're just checking this out. I'm like, I know, but, but we're in it, right? Like we're going to have some maroon and white and silver, whatever the colors are. I know it's maroon. I'm going to have to learn the chants and like break off the horns and the gigum stuff. I, I, I'm going to have to learn this stuff. I have to have Kevin Kunkel teach me and show me what we're doing, right? I'm, let's buy some season tickets for football. We're, we're in this and we're going back home. And she's like, you know, dad, I just don't think that one's for me. And I'm like, oh, we traveled seven and a half hours in a car for you to be like, that's not the one, right? I'm like, all right, here we go, right? And what I learned is real friends don't let other friends become Aggies, right? That's what we do, right? So it's like, like I'm just playing. I love you, Kevin. Friends don't let friends get caught up in the moment. Because if you're a person that gets caught up in the moment, you lose sight of what's most important. And some of you, you need to surround yourself with people that will ground you instead of fly with you. The Bible says this, Proverbs 28, 23, honest correction is appreciated more than flattery. And hear me, I would rather somebody bring honest correction than flatter my dysfunction. And you need to find some people that will bring honest correction and wisdom instead of falsehood and flattery because it makes you feel better. The second thing is this, attributes of Christ-centered relationships is friends stay loyal and true even when things are tough. Even when things go the wrong way. The friends, they come, they bring their, their buddy on the mat who's paralyzed and they get to the house and it is absolutely packed. And you, you're going, what do, you, what, what do we do now, right? Like, like we, can't, we can't even get to the, to the window to get Jesus' attention because there's not even room outside. And, and somebody, you know, gets the great idea. We're going to climb up the roof onto the, we're going to climb up onto the top of this house. We're going to shimmy this guy up. He's complete dead weight. He can't help, right? We're going to shimmy this guy up, tear the roof off of the building, and then lower him down. I would have loved to have seen this. 
And I can promise you this, none of my friends would have let me been a part of this moment because I, they would have been like, you're too low, Graves, pull up, right? Like, he'd have been flopping off that, like, it would have been off the map. Like, that's what would have happened. But I mean, when things get, got tough, they didn't go, okay, man, Sonny, I'm sorry, bud, but good luck. We got you this far, now, now it's up to you, right? No, they saw him through. Like, they were there, they were loyal, they were true, even when it got tough. And some of you, man, when things get tough, when your, your, friends, your friends are gonna make mistakes, your friends are gonna do stupid stuff. Just ask mine. They're gonna do stupid things. Here, here's what I would tell you. I was, I was the kid that didn't do bad things. I was a good kid who did stupid stuff. Does that make sense? I wasn't a bad kid who did stupid stuff. I was a good kid that loved Jesus. I just, man, I got caught up in the moment. I did stupid stuff. My buddy Corey would always be like, Justin, don't do that, don't do that. Your mama's gonna get mad, and she did anyways, right? Um, like, that, that was me, but he was always loyal, even when I was doing dumb, stupid stuff and getting caught up in the moment. You need friends who are gonna be loyal even when you make mistakes. And if you don't have loyalty and if you can't trust them, hear me, then they're not your friend. If you don't have trust, you don't have the basis of what a friendship is all about. And man, church, listen to me. When our friends make mistakes, be loyal to them. When our friends start succeeding, when they get the bigger house and you don't, celebrate them. When they get the car and you don't, celebrate them. When their kids are excelling and they actually like their kids and you hate yours, celebrate them. <laughs> right? So if, if we could learn to do this, we wouldn't be able to build a building big enough and fast enough because the people that would come into this place. Because people are looking for it, man. I love this quote. It says, true friendship isn't about being there when it's convenient. It's about being there when it's not. And are you there when it's not convenient? Are you willing to let your life be inconvenienced? Because can I tell you, that's being there when it's tough. The last thing is this, is that real friends get you to Jesus no matter what it takes. Real friends get you to Jesus no matter what it takes. What I absolutely love about these four guys is that they get to this place, they can't get to Jesus, and they're like, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna rip the roof off. If I was the owner of this house, I would be so mad, right? Because there's no Stephen Rasgdale and blacksmith roofing to take care of this, right? Like, it's just like, oh, what am I gonna do? And so I would be hot, but not these, it didn't matter. They were going to get their friend to Jesus, even if it meant ripping the roof off this house that wasn't theirs. Hear me, man, you gotta find some people that when everything hits the fan, your friends, no matter what it takes, they get you back into the presence of Jesus. When things are good, when things are bad, man, they are pushing you into the presence of Jesus. That when, when you are hitting hard times, no matter what it takes, if I've got to rip a roof off of this place, I'm going to get you into the presence of Jesus. When you start feeling burned out, when you start getting hurt, that they're like, I don't care if I had to kidnap you and take you to a place where you can experience a service and meet a Savior that will change everything. I will do whatever it takes to get you to Jesus because I'm more focused on the solution than the bigness of your problem because I know the bigness of my Savior can fix the smallness of your problem, right? You got to surround yourself and be that kind of person that you are a rip the roof off type of friend. That's who you've got to surround yourself with. Hear me, real friends 
Christ-centered friends lead you closer to the cross than to compromise. Three, three of my friends right now, we just got done reading the Bible in four months. And it was really, really fast and it was really hard. And the reason that we did this is because we wanted to make each other better. We wanted to push each other towards Christ instead of pulling each other away from, me, from Christ, right? And, and, and it hits me. Some, somebody was like, well, did you read the study notes? No, I read the Bible in four months, the whole Bible. I didn't have time to read the study notes. I'm like, what are you talking about? You didn't really read the, the Bible. Oh, yes, I did. You didn't read the Bible, right? Like you said, no, I didn't. You did, right? So we got my buddies. We read through the Bible. We're sitting there talking about what we read and what we valued from what we read each week. And something amazing happened. We started pushing each other towards the cross and towards Christ instead of away from compromise. And can I tell you, this new dynamic has happened in our relationship where we're talking about how are you doing in your relationship with Jesus. And it's not weird, and it's not awkward. It's just normal now. And I wanna ask, are you the type of friend that's pushing people towards the cross, or are you the type of friend that's pushing people towards compromise? Well, I, I, don't, I, I just don't know how to do this. Right, and, and here's the excuses we give for not being the type of friend that pushes people to Jesus no matter what it takes. Well, well, I don't want it to get weird, All right? Well, you're already weird, so what are we waiting on, right? Like, I don't want it to get weird. These four guys tore the roof off of a building, and they lowered a paralyzed man down in the middle of a sermon, or what some of you call a speech. Stop it, right? Like, they lowered him, like, and you're afraid that it's gonna get weird because you're talking about Jesus. Well, what if they say no? Man, even if they do, I'm gonna keep asking till they say yes, right? Well, what if they say no? I got really good at people saying no. Girls telling me no all the time in mid-high. I kept asking, right? Some of you, you need to get better at asking. Man, why don't you come on? Why don't you come on? Why don't you come on? Well, well, they, 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 they just aren't a church person. Can I tell you, this guy wasn't a walking person until he got into the presence of Jesus and then everything changed. Can I tell you, they may not be a church person, but maybe they can become a Jesus person if we will start being the person that is, no matter what it takes, I'm gonna get you to, well, they got burned by church. I got burned by a stove, but I keep cooking on one, right? It doesn't mean that all the churches are done. Come on, man. Let's get them to a place where they can meet a savior that changes everything. Well, I don't know what to say. I'm not good at that. Man, get good at it because it's the most important thing you can do as their friend is to be that friend that gets them to Jesus no matter what. And here's why. Because the text that we're coming from, and I'm closing with this, says this. Jesus, seeing their faith, seeing, their, seeing the friend's faith, forgave that man's sin. The faith, the... The faith of the circle of friends that that man had changed his life forever. That man didn't do one thing, but the circle that he surrounded him, himself with changed everything for him. And what was true for him is true for you. Man, can I tell you, that's a much wiser way to live. And it's a big deal. Because the Bible promises this. If you walk with the wise, you become but the companion of fools suffers harm, and you pick, and it's a big deal. So are you being the friend you wish others would be to you, and are you surrounding yourself with the friends you ought 
to be surrounding yourself with. Let's pray today. Lord, we love you. And Lord, I pray that we would understand that today, man, our life, our influence and our friends can change everything in them. Our life, our influence and our friends on our circle can mean the world to them. And so Lord, I pray right now for us that we would be the friend you're calling us to be. That our influence would be pushing people to you instead of pulling people away from you. For that teenager that feels alone, I pray that they would realize there's way worse things than being alone. There's being in a companion of fools. Lord, there's being around people that are going to lead them to a place that compromises, that destroys, that corrupts their good character. <clears throat> and so, Lord, in the meantime, I pray that they would wait patiently. Because you see what they need. You know what they need. And you've got the right circle of friends that will come at the right time. Lord, you've got that right person today that will come at the right time. And until then, I pray that you would help them become who they should be. Lord, I pray for those of us that were here, we're listening, we're watching online, we're here in this place. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't wait for our friends to be the friend we desire and want and need and should be, but we would start being that friend to them. And that we would be purposeful in our friendships. That it wouldn't just be something we exist in, but it would be something we're being purposeful in. Because it, it's got a huge effect on our life. And so, Lord, I pray today that we would evaluate who are we surrounding ourselves with and are they pushing us to you or are they pulling us away? And the Lord, if we don't have them or we've not been it, Lord, I pray today that we would be the type of friend that does whatever it takes to get our other friends to Jesus. Lord, those that don't know them, don't know you, don't have a personal relationship with you, aren't in the place that they should be, that we would rip the roof off, whatever we've got to rip the roof off to get them to a place where they can meet a Savior that changes everything. That Lord, if there's a person that's walked away, if there's a person struggling in their relationship, God, maybe they got burned. I pray we would be that friend that is being purposeful and intentional about being that friend that brings them to a place where they can meet a Savior that changes everything. Because by the actions of some certain friends, it affected this paralyzed man's life forever. And the actions we take as friends can change our friends' lives forever. So let us stop waiting for some magical moment to happen when you've placed us in their life for a reason and a purpose. Let us be intentional about being the friend you've called us to be. Lord, I pray that we would not just hear your word today, but that we would understand information plus application equals transformation of our lives. And that you would move and you would work. It's in Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed today, if you're here, you say, Justin, I'm here, I'm at this place, and I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you a chance. Maybe you're here, and where you're at isn't where you should be in your relationship with Christ. You've drifted. Man, you've fallen away. Something happened, and where you are, you know it's not where you should be. Can I tell you, in first service, we had a guy's brother that came to service. First time he's been in church for years, raised his hand for salvation, totally recommit his life, and what happened for him can happen for you today. And today, if this is you, either one, 
Maybe you've never made the decision or maybe where you're at, you know it's not where you should be. Nothing's gonna get better till you get real about this moment. And this is a big deal. So if that's you, I'm gonna count to three and I'm gonna ask you to raise your hand and we're gonna lead you in a prayer to change your life. We're not gonna have you stand up. We're not gonna lead you into another room because we believe God sees a hand and he changes our heart. If that's you, don't miss this moment. One, two, three. Is there anyone here today? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else? Yeah, I got you. Is there anyone else? Anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else? You say, Justin, that's me today. And there's a change that needs to happen in my life because man, where I'm at isn't where I should be. Is there anyone else? If you raise your hand, if you please repeat this prayer after me, and mean it from your heart. Jesus, I come before you today. And I confess, I've sinned, I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. God, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm gonna live for you the rest of my days. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.